0: the Chief Executive phone-in with Hugh Chiverton and Danny Gittings. Call two three three eight eight two six six or email backchat at rthk.hk.
1: Good morning. Welcome to the programme. Over the next hour, your chance to question the Chief Executive, Mr. C.Y. Leung, on the policy address he delivered on Wednesday. It's been described as a very comprehensive account of the administration's goals in the coming year. And it was one of the longer policy addresses, so there should be plenty to talk about today. The Belt and Road Initiative took up a lot of that time with promises that a special office would be set up under the CE to coordinate Hong Kong's contribution. And the first focus would be on developing people-to-people bonds. There's a plan for free half-day kindergartens and support for gifted children, there's Lantau development and reform of the Medical Council, <coughs> a new sports commissioner, no more ivory trading and there's funding for innovation and technology. Quite a list, though I'm also sure we'll also be hearing about what was overlooked, or perhaps people think was played down. If you want to talk directly to Mr Lung, the Chief Executive, you can call us. Our number is 233-88266, If you want to talk to CY Lung, two three three eight eight Two six six, Or if you can't get to a phone, you can email us, backchat at rthk.hk. The address, backchat at rthk.hk. Um, Sloan, good morning to you, first of all. Thank good morning, Hugh. Good morning, For, for joining us once again. Uh, as I said in the introduction there, Belton Road does take up a lot of the, the, the space in the in this uh, long policy uh, address. Um, uh, uh, to be honest, you know, a lot of the names and a lot of the places are not very familiar to Hong Kong people that are included in the Belt and Road countries. We don't have very strong links, as it stands, uh, with with many of those places. It doesn't really seize the imagination. How are you going to get people interested? Uh, the Belt and Road uh, Initiative
2: is an action strategy has been around for successfully uh, the past couple of years. It's the first time... Uh, government having uh, listened to, um, uh, for example, members on the Economic Development Com- Commission, the Strategy Commission, uh, come up with a pretty comprehensive uh, narrative of what uh, we think Hong Kong should do, uh, both short, medium, and long term. There are 60-plus uh, countries along the Belt and Road, and we're not proposing that we cover them all. We can't be all things all men, um, being uh, a city of 7.2 million people. So what we need to do uh, on the steering committee, which I shall chair, uh, which is a government committee, um, is to um, uh, prioritise prioritize amongst the 60-plus uh, countries and also prioritise amongst the sectors. Uh, whether it's financial services, professional services, trade services, uh, logistic services, or infrastructure. So that will be the next step.
1: Okay, you started with this people-to-people bond, though.
2: Why? Well, um, because we are the most international city um, in the in the country. Um, there have been growing interest in university education in Hong Kong uh, amongst uh, foreign students. Um, A couple of universities have been particularly successful in recruiting top um, foreign students to study in Hong Kong. Um, We believe the reason uh, why uh, more and more uh, foreign students want to study in Hong Kong is that they they want to study in China. But we are the only city in the whole of China that offers uh, courses in English. Um, So we do have a language um, convenience. And so that's one reason why. And and, and very often, as my experience uh, uh, tells, I I personally have the benefit of studying for three years in the United Kingdom. Um, The best way to build uh, friendship with um, a new generation of um, um, uh, people from uh, other countries is to offer them education.
3: But you understand the anger of local students when they see all this money being thrown, local students unable to go to university, and they see all this money thrown at bringing in students from overseas. I mean, I'm sure you'll say you're doing a lot for local students, but there's still many others who would would hope this money was going in their direction instead. I I, I do appreciate
2: that, but we have a cap. We have a cap on the percentage of um, uh, foreign students who can study at our uh, government-funded universities, and that is 20%. In all cases... um, the number of uh, foreign students has not reached uh, this cap. Uh, in many cases, uh, they are well below this cap. Uh, secondly, we send Hong Kong students overseas too, and they get the benefit of uh, overseas uh, education. Thirdly, and this is an important point, uh, the number of Belt and Road uh, students under the Belgian Road Scholarship uh, will grow to a maximum of 100. Uh, 100 out of a total of 15,000 first year, first degree uh, course students. Uh, it's a small uh, number. But it is, it, is, it is useful to have um, uh, students from outside of Hong Kong uh, in the midst of our young people for them to grow together, grow up together and... Um and learn together. You're putting a billion dollars into that? It's a fund. Um, we're not going to spend the, uh, one billion uh, dollars. We we'll mm. use the income. You're giving
1: a billion dollars to students from these countries that no one's ever heard of?
2: Yeah, we're giving a lot of money to uh, local students to study overseas too. We, we have um, a scholarship program which I uh, uh, proposed um, in a uh, But this a billion previous. dollars is
1: for students, those foreign students, to come and
2: study in Hong Kong? A billion dollars in the fund and we we'll use the income uh, on the... Um, uh, One billion dollars to um, uh, to sponsor um, these uh, scholarships, as I, said, as I said, the maximum number. Is at uh, 100.
3: Now, when you asked about the Belt and Road initiative at the press conference, you mentioned the central government, and you said, um, well, a lot of tension attracted, the central government would be among those who would be angry if you didn't mention uh, Belt and Road in uh, your policy address. I mean, to what extent, uh, I mean, you said also the chief executive is accountable to the central government. To what extent does this emphasis reflect that accountability? Uh, uh,
2: uh, f- uh, firstly, Danny, I didn't use the word angry. <laughs> so, secondly, I, I said if I, if I didn't come up with a Belt and Road strategy for Hong Kong, uh, not for the entire country, um, then Hong Kong people uh, will complain. You Um, also mentioned the central government, didn't you? Yeah, in in addition to the central government, uh, because we're part of the country, we should be part of this uh, national initiative. And Hong Kong particularly has um, not just a role to play, uh, has special benefits uh, for Hong Kong, because we are a very externally oriented economy. Uh, We need to expand our external economy
3: too and and look for uh, new um, uh, growth factors. Uh, for our economy. But is this partly, uh, part of this chief executive's accountability to the central government? No. Um.
2: I wasn't told by the central government to uh, write in a Belt and Road uh, chapter. I've been attending a lot of Belt and Road uh, conferences, and they were very well attended by Hong Kong business people. <clears throat> you see the uh, Trade Development Council of their own initiative has um, uh, launched their own uh, uh, website. It is useful for Hong Kong to have a focus, to have a strategy and look at some, as I said, not all, of these Belt and Road uh, countries. ASEAN countries, for example, um, uh, most of which um, are Belt and Road uh, countries, have been doing very well with Hong Kong. ASEAN has replaced the European Union and the United States as our second largest um, trade partner in merchandise. And the volume of trade between Hong Kong and ASEAN has been growing very well. And therefore... In the last couple of years, we have been negotiating with ASEAN for a new set of um, uh, free trade agreements, and we look forward to completing the negotiations and signing the agreements uh, within the coming year.
3: Um, so. Um it is important for Hong Kong to now, <coughs> now this look is a, for this new energy. This is a longer policy address than last year. Um, um, would you agree it's also a rather different tone from last year? Uh, last year you touched on quite a lot of controversial issues. Of course, you started by talking about the Hong Kong University Student Union magazine on self-determination. Now, those publications are still around. They're still saying those kind of things, but um, uh, you steer clear of these kind of contra- – are you, you are you actually making a conscious effort to steer, steer clear of controversial no, we, issues?
2: We, we, don't, we don't look for controversies, uh, obviously, in policy uh, uh, addresses, um, we highlight issues uh, for the attention of Hong Kong people. Uh, in fact, the Hong Kong University student publication wasn't the um, uh, only point I raised in that particular uh, uh, chapter. I also raised the um, uh, uh, caution against the complacency about the economy uh, because of uh, external factors um, and also the um, uh, sometimes the slow pace uh, that we take in uh, developing Hong Kong's own economy.
1: Nevertheless, you do say right at the beginning the current term government has focused its efforts on on promoting democracy (coughs) and boosting the economy and then there's nothing, not another word on democracy or politics or constitutional reform or anything anything um, else. It's a pretty glaring omission.
2: (laughs) I I, I said um, on the day after publicly uh, the vote in the Legislative Council in June last year uh, that the Hong Kong government will concentrate its efforts on developing the economy and improving livelihood. Uh, and we're not going to um,
3: restart uh, the constitutional um, development process, and we would not have time for You're talking about the current term government? Current term government. When will, yeah. it, when will it be time to return to the issue of democratization?
2: Well, I think um, uh, the experience that we had in the uh, 18 months or so um, constitution period tells us that there's a, there's a big gap um, between various sectors in Hong Kong, definitely uh, among some, um, uh, let's uh, members, and two thirds supermajority as prescribed by the Basic Law, to take it forward, uh, is an impossibility. Um, and um, and uh, I don't think government, whether it's this time government or next time government, should restart it uh, until we see um, a um, a possibility of getting two thirds majority.
3: So you think even, uh, of course it depends on the next term government, even for the next term government um, they should probably stay away from the issue of democratisation, continue no, I'm not, I'm, to n- focus on livelihood issues? No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I, I, I said we need to uh, build um,
2: a consensus so to have a majority of view, and hopefully everyone learned uh, from uh, past experience. Uh, we have, I have. Uh, hopefully everyone learns from past experience, and, uh, and, and also it depends on the composition uh, of uh,
3: LegCo. Uh, with uh, whom uh, Hong Kong government um, uh, will work for or work with. Well, you've, you've tried to influence the composition of LegCo. You publicly called on um, Hong Kong people to vote out people who are uh, legislators who are filibustering and so on. Do you still repeat <coughs> those calls? No, that, that wasn't about uh, constitutional development. That wasn't about the two-thirds uh, supermajority.
2: I was um, uh, responding to a question uh, about filibustering and the uh, effect of filibustering on livelihood issues. And it's not just uh, infrastructural development or, or housing or the budget itself. Um, livelihood and welfare issues have been affected and delayed and that was the question and responded to it and if um, um, uh, Hong Kong people have the democratic right of choosing their own um, legislative councillors
3: Would you still repeat that call that, in the elections later this year? It is up, to, or it or is or up to the people and, uh, I, and, <clears throat> and we,
2: um, we do uh, come across uh, a lot of complaints about um, the be- behaviour of um, uh, certain electoral members
1: OK, and number is 233-88266, 233-88266. You can also email us, bankchat at hk. if you'd like to put a question to the Chief Executive uh, CY Lung uh, between now and uh, 9 o'clock. Please get your calls in early, because we always get a logjam at the end when everyone calls and uh, we can't get through and you can't do uh, follow-up uh, questions. So uh, please call now. Uh, once again, the number 233-88266 to talk directly to the Chief Executive CY Lung, who's with us here. This morning, and we've got a caller on the line now, uh, Swati. I think. Good morning to you.
0: Good morning to you. Uh, good morning, uh, Mr. leon
1: Good morning, uh, Mr. Swati.
0: Yes, uh, how are you, sir? I'm a- really thank
1: you.
2: Uh,
0: yes, I, I, I am a frequent writer to your office, and I want to thank your office for uh, regularly replying me, even though I don't see some actions taken, but they acknowledge and they're very prompt in that. And I want to ask you a few questions. Regarding the equal opportunities, does it really exist in Hong Kong uh, in terms of government sectors and non-government sector? That is number one. Number two, I live in a very local residential area. I used to live there, but now these areas are being transformed into bars and restaurants very close to uh, educational within, uh, facilities like schools. Uh, does Hong Kong wants to have... A project, uh, an an, an image of only bars and restaurants, even in residential areas, uh, which is actually shooting up the prices and throwing the mom and pop shops away. Does it, does it, is a, is a hormonal uh, development of the uh, locality? and uh, number three okay Swati uh, let's,
1: let's, let's say two is fair I think okay. uh, so the first question when you talk about equal opportunities are you thinking of uh, I- in what respect are you thinking of okay uh,
0: the equal opportunity I, I personally don't see for example if you look at um, uh, government departments take a visibly one can go into the immigration department um, people there find difficult even spell for uh, pronouns, foreign names which you might have also experienced at one time or other but why not we uh, recruit uh, permanent residents of Hong Kong in those jobs, but I don't see that is happening. Okay. There is no equal opportunity in the government department.
2: Okay. All right. Thank you. Mr. Uh we, we, we do stick to equal, uh, equal opportunity uh, uh, principles, Mr. Swati. If you could... Um uh, you, you might have uh, written to me. Um, if you have, I, I shall look for uh, your letters for the, um, for the uh, details. But if you could provide actual, actual uh, cases of examples, I shall definitely look, uh, look into them. Uh, secondly, on the question of uh, uh, mixed uh, uh, land use in Hong Kong, I think it is a matter of uh, uh, planning um, and also uh, other government regulatory uh, issues. Um, and again, um, if uh, you could provide, uh, you might have... Um, if you have, um, my, my apologies, um, specific examples. It is a matter of land use and also uh, management of these uh, operations.
0: I have, I have only seen these a lot of bars and coming close to the residential areas, like in Sai in Poon and Kennedy Town area, yeah. where a lot of, you uh, know, there are educational institutions, there are schools. I've spoken to the school principals, and they themselves regret that this is happening. Yeah. That's the last question I have, one more thing. Why not we have a value-based education for the future generation of Hong Kong instead of nationalistic-based education? I know, uh, I admire the steps taken by Hong Kong government to understand more of, uh, you know, more about our mainland China, you know, our federal government. It's fine, I agree with it, but are we not missing the uh, forest for the tree? You know, there is there is no value-based education in Hong Kong. Uh, I'm sure you would have one time or other uh, felt it the same way like a parent, you yourself. I find that being in Hong Kong for 26 years, the future generation of Hong Kong is sitting on a vacuum instead of value-based education. Okay, they are Mr. Nat- Lai,
2: value-based education, yes, uh, that's very yes. much part of our education curriculum um, and um, <laughs> it will be useful to have the uh, specifics. Um, we attach a great deal of importance of value education, uh, both primary and secondary schools.
1: Okay, Swati, thank you very much indeed. I think, I think we've, we've, we've got the message. Uh, our number, once again, 233 88 266 And we've got a caller, uh, Andy, on the line now. Andy, good morning to you.
4: Yeah, hi, good morning, uh, Chief Executive. Good morning, My Andy. Hong Kong booksellers appear to have been adopted from Hong Kong to mainland China, probably by the PRC police or their agents. What are you doing about it? What steps have you taken to secure their release? Who have you spoken to about it? Have you spoken to President C? Um, who do you regard as your immediate superior in the Chinese government? Right. Another another issue. What what's the function of the Chinese government liaison office in Hong Kong? Okay, do okay. their employees have immunity?
1: Okay, Andy. A couple of points
2: there. Uh, there is a standing um, um, a mechanism between the Hong Kong police and their counterparts on the on the mainland. Uh, and um, let me tell you what I uh, personally did uh, on this case. I returned to Hong Kong from overseas vacation on the 30, 31st of December.
1: Mr. Lung, to be, on, to be, <laughs> to be frank, we've heard this before. Um, th- they're ignoring you. <laughs> There's been no response. What, um, what, what do you do when somebody the,
2: doesn't answer you? Well, as I said, as I said in, the, in the past, um, it takes um, varying periods of time for the mainland side to respond. And uh, we are now... If, if, if I accused you of murder,
1: <laughs> your immediate response might be, no, I didn't do it. If you make a charge against some people, why don't they just say, no, I don't know anything about it, or no, we weren't involved? That would be the immediate. And then we'll say, well, then you could proceed to say, to find out more about it. But well, if there's no answer, d- what does that mean?
2: Well I'm not making uh, excuses, apologies uh, for the mainland and we've been uh, chasing uh, for a reply and the fact of the matter is that we haven't uh, uh, received a uh, a response and we've been um, uh, contacting um, the mainland on various levels and on various fronts. You were saying various levels,
3: how about Andy's specific point, have you spoken to President Xi or would you consider speaking to President Xi about this case?
2: Well we've been talking to all levels um, in the central government um, does, and, so that would include the presidency level? Well, I attach a great deal of importance to this case. Um, uh, he'll stop me from so recounting on what, my, what I personally did um, around the New Year holidays itself. Um, it, it might be useful for me to repeat this, Hill, uh, just to show that we are, we are not ignoring the case. And actually, we, we attach a great deal of importance uh, to this case. And people should be fair uh, to the Hong Kong government for what it has done. Um, I returned to Hong Kong uh, from overseas vacation on 30, 31st of December. I think that, that wasn't, that wasn't L- my point. Let, let, me, let, okay. let me complete my, my it. My point I was that they're useful.
1: ignoring you. The point is that, the, that you have, yeah, you could say that you've have done taken what up. you can, but there's been no response. So I, what do you I've, do? I've,
2: I've taken up the case, uh, personally, during the public holidays. Sure. The day after... Um, the case was, um, uh, the report was made to the police by, them, uh, by his wife. Actually, before it became an issue of um, public
3: concern, you said that, haven't you? Yeah. yeah but why, um, why did you do that? I mean, it's not usual for a chief executive because, to get involved in a Because, as
2: I as explained um, at the uh, press conference which I called on the 4th of January, um, there were uh, speculations, at least in the press, that um, law enforcement agencies from outside of Hong Kong, and in this case from the mainland, uh, came to Hong Kong. Um, and, 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 and this is not in keeping with the basic law, not in keeping with the principle of one country, two systems, Hong Kong people ruling Hong Kong with a high degree of autonomy. And therefore, on the 2nd of uh, uh, January, which was a public holiday, uh, I rang the acting um, secretary for justice, uh, for uh, security, and on the same afternoon, I had a meeting with him in government house. Now, I had no, um, information uh, uh, official information uh, about uh, this case, uh, but because of this um, um, a- allegation, um, I took action on a public holiday, um, less than forty-eight hours—sorry, um, less than twenty-four hours—after the, um, the, the the case was reported to the police. Now, no, keep- let, let's let, let's be uh, objective about this. Um, I'm pretty sure. That the um, efforts um, are being recognized um, by the families of these uh, persons as well. Now, let me say this again. The wife of the missing person um, went to the police station uh, to withdraw the uh, report, and the police are still pursuing the case. And what does that show? Mm. The police, they're a few, obliged the police to, to do feel, that. As yes, I understand, they are. They're obliged to do that. That's
1: nothing out of order. It's not day, indicative of anything in particular. Yeah. They're just following procedures.
2: Yeah. And a few days ago, the police set up a, a hotline um, to look for information. Um, so I think the facts uh, pretty much uh, speak for themselves. Now, you, you keep but, but
1: again, what, what happens when they ignore you? Uh, I mean, you've, yeah, you've, you've, you've done all this, and you've repeated that you've done all this, and you've repeated that you've done all this. Well um, nothing's happened.
2: Well, it's um, 14 days after a report has been made uh, to the police. And there are cases, there were cases in the past where it took more than 14 days. Um, and then um, the mainland side came back with um, um, an account of um, the facts and whereabouts of the persons.
1: You, you, OK, so you, they, they, they were, there was some involvement that they had to go into. And, Andy, did you want to come back?
4: Yes. I, sorry, Mr. Long, are you saying there were other cases where people were kidnapped to China and it took more than
2: 14 days to resolve the issue. No, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't use the word kidnap. Uh, there were other cases uh, where um, Hong Kong police seek, uh, through this uh, standing mechanism, uh, uh, a clarification of facts from their mainland counterparts, um, and these clarifications uh, uh, took more than 14 days to um, uh, come forth.
3: You keep refusing to answer the question of whether you will, um, whether you will raise the case directly with, um, direct with President Xi Jinping. Let me try and put it another way. Is this an issue that is better resolved at a local level or a national level in dealing with your main account? On all levels.
1: All levels. On so all you levels. will raise it at
3: national level as well as
2: local on, level? On all levels. I've said that many times.
1: Uh, and again, what happens <laughs> if there's no answer?
2: Well, um, we'll keep pursuing, and uh, as I said, um, we're trying to um, uh, gather uh, local intelligence as well as to what exactly happened, and we shouldn't discuss this case too much because it is a police case, and it's a case being investigated by the police, and anyone who has any
3: information uh, to offer uh, should come forth and let the police know and you said the police have details about the case which you are not at liberty to disclose, right? Well, the police the police have um, some uh, 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 details uh, of the case
2: provided by, uh, for example, um, uh, his wife, um,
3: and um, and we appeal for uh, cooperation from all parties. And would you, without going into details, would you say the police investigation has made progress and they know more about what has happened than c- can be publicly revealed at the moment? I, I can't tell you what the police
2: is doing, but uh, I can. what I can tell you is that the police other the parts of Hong Kong government and myself are not relenting on this case. Okay.
1: Uh, Andy, thank you very much indeed for your call. And uh, number once again two three three eight eight two six six. We have a lot of emails, but we will give priority to, to the phone call. So please uh, just call us on that number, and you can talk directly to the chief executive this morning. See so you well in between now and uh, nine o'clock. Uh, and uh, we've got a caller next on the line, Anna. Anna, good morning. Uh, good morning, Mr. Long. No,
5: no, good morning. Question, morning. My question refers to item two five two on your policy address which concerns the 11,000 asylum seekers that we have in Hong Kong now. Now, in another odd language, you say, this is a review of the strategy of handling the non refoulement claim and a review of the immigration ordinance. Now, this is a hot potato, as you know, in Hong Kong. What do we do with the the rising number of asylum seekers? Now, there's a rumor going around uh, the police and the immigration department that you are considering reintroducing camps, on islands and in country parks. Now, this, of course, would bring back uh, memories of the Vietnamese camps. I wonder if you can please confirm categorically if this is on the table or what your plan is for the refugees and asylum seekers in Hong Kong.
2: Um, I've no information to offer, uh, Anna, to be quite frank. Uh, I have not heard about any initiative uh, on the part of the government to build camps. Um, Now, the present situation is that we already have more than 10,000 such um, uh, persons in Hong Kong, uh, and the cases obviously vary, um, and um, the rate of increase of number of uh, uh, cases of persons arriving in Hong Kong in that category is about 400 a month. And just imagine the the amount of administrative um, uh, um, uh, energy Um, uh, or capacity taken up uh, by by, by these cases. Um, Hong Kong is a welcoming society and Hong Kong um, um, follows the um, uh, obligations that we have under the treaty, the international treaty, uh, to which we are a uh, party. But um, there have been um, uh, cases of abuse and a number of asylum seekers and other people uh, in that category, has been increasing uh, at a very high rate.
5: So, what are you going to do?
2: And so, we need to review the situation. We're going to do exactly what I said in the policy address. Which we shall do. So, the are camps
5: are an, a likely option?
2: As I, as I said, I have no information about these camps. So but or not- would
5: you consider it?
2: Um, as I said, I have no, I've, I have no uh, information to base on my consideration. On, um, and um, I haven't heard anything about these camps. You're saying this suggestion has never come across your desk so far? No, it hasn't come across my desk. I'm not saying that the Chief Secretary uh, uh, knows everything that happens in all the government departments and the proposals on the various levels um, before the papers arrive on my desk, but I I, uh, do not have any information on any uh, intention to build camps.
3: Okay, well, on that topic, how, you, at your press conference, you went a little bit further than the policy address, and you said that um, you, you would consider Hong Kong would consider withdrawing from the International Convention Against Torture, and I'm sure you're aware of the reaction in subsequent days, people saying this would send a terrible message on human rights and rule of law in Hong Kong. We're taking a
2: 360 review of the situation, and it is, a, it is an increasingly serious situation. And we'll be getting a lot of complaints from neighbourhoods, mm. Um, and uh, it's not an
3: easy matter for a government to, um, um, to respond to. But it's only one possibility on, in your review. You say you haven't seen the option of camps, but you have seen the option of withdrawing from the UN Convention against torture. Well, as
2: I said, we, we, uh, we'll do what I uh, said in my policy address we'll do, um, including a review of the immigration um, ordinance and also expediting screening of claims to address the various problems.
3: Are you, are you worried about what it might do to Hong Kong's international image?
2: Well, um, we'll uh, we'll carry out uh, the review, and uh, it also depends on how um, serious the situation uh, uh, develops.
1: OK. Uh, our number, once again, is 233-88266. If you want to talk to uh, CY Lung, you get a chance uh, once a year. Uh, and uh, it's now. Uh, so uh, don't delay. Call today. Uh, or you can email us if you can't get to a phone, chat at rthk.hk. A few emails then. Uh, Pete says, uh, Chief Executive, the lack of anything in this year's policy address and the remarks uh, made by the Chief Secretary yesterday might suggest that the administration feels it has done enough for the old and underprivileged of Hong Kong, <coughs> apart from more seats bus stops, giving the elderly more time to cross the road. Would you agree with this assessment? Does this also mean that the provision of a universal pension and the reform of the MPF offset mechanism are now dead ducks? Thank you. That comes from Pete.
2: Well, they're definitely not (laughs) dead ducks. They're very much alive and uh, and active. We're right in the middle of a six-month consultation period on the question of uh, retirement protection. And it is not for the Chief Secretary to um, uh, make a statement, uh, take a stand, while we're in the midst of uh, uh, the consultation period. Um, it is an important part of government's work in the next uh, 12 months. And the challenge that we have is not um, the resolve on the part of the Chief Secretary or his government, it is um, um, uh, the, um, uh, the need to build a, a consensus and agreement. Amongst the various sectors in Hong Kong, but you did take a stand on the MPF uh, offset uh, mechanism, and 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 also uh, amongst the legislative Mm. council members, you you
1: did take a stand on the MPF offset mechanism. You promised.
2: Yes, I I had it in my manifesto to change it. Yeah. Yes, and um, and we shall, um, as I said in the in the past uh, uh, 48 hours since I delivered my policy address, we'll try our very best in the next um, 18 months or so to forge a consensus agreement in Hong Kong to if do it. If you so can't
3: reach a consensus, you're not going to do it, right? No, you need... You need so you, you, you only do it if you can reach a consensus? In many of these
2: cases, and this is not the only um, uh, piece of work that we have in front of us, in many of these cases, we need legislative amendments.
3: And do you really think that can happen now in, in the second... term um, before the Legislative Council um, uh, recesses for the election well, we'll, try, we'll try our very
2: best. Now, all, all these three issues... Um, uh, the, the, the question of offset, the question of retirement protection. And so I have been around in Hong Kong for many, many years. We would like, it, we would like to sort of take it upon our shoulders and try to uh, strike a consensus and agreement in Hong Kong for us to move forward. And I also appeal to um, uh, the, the various parties who are involved in this, particularly um, the different sides of the Legislative um, Council, um, to um, strike an agreement. I know it's not easy. Um, And um, some LESCO members and uh, some uh, parts of the community have dug their heels in, and this doesn't really help the process. So so there's a lot of work to be done by me, by the um, Chief Secretary, and by the Secretary for Labour and Welfare.
1: Because in your, in your, in your manifesto, you, you know, there are many things, where many areas where you say, well, we could study this or we could seek consensus or we could review or whatever. But you're pretty specific when it comes to the MPF. You say, we will adopt measures. And you haven't done that.
3: Well, let me. Uh, do you have firm. Um,
1: we have it here. I do. We will
3: adopt measures to progressively reduce the portion yep. of accrued benefits exactly. in the MPF account. That's very specific,
1: yep. very, very firm. Yep. Yep. Uh, how we will you will feel do
3: if it. you end your term without being able to honour that pledge? Well, push for it. It. You push for what Well, you say you will adopt. You don't say push, but you, you, in the way you're now talking is you're suggesting it, it may not be possible adopted. To
2: do. it as, adopted as a government position. But if you ask me whether, whether this is something the government on its own can do, uh, the fact is um, the government needs to have the support of the rest parties. So it was an empty promise? It was a promise you no, couldn't, you couldn't um, meet? As, um, as, uh, as promises that uh, we have, or previous uh, chief sectors have in his uh, policy addresses, including the financing. Of all the initiatives, we need the support of Legislative Council.
1: Uh, Here, it's the businesses, surely, that are proving the obstacle. Uh,
2: Businesses and other parties as well. Um, It's like um, um, uh, the offset issue. Uh, It's like the minimum wage issue when we uh, legislate for the first time for minimum wage, which I supported um, publicly. Um, We need the support of different sectors in Hong Kong and we definitely need the support of the Legislative Council. Because,
1: because, I mean, at least one columnist has said that you haven't got the guts to stand up to businesses. (laughs) You you will stand up to legislators, but you you will not stand up to the
2: the people who elect you. The biggest business sector in Hong Kong is the real estate sector. And what have I done? Um, I've increased land supply, I've increased housing supply. And there's now uh, uh, clearly on the radar screen of everyone in Hong Kong that prices and rents of uh, real estate have point? come down.
3: Th- those were measures adopted early in your term. Um, um, how do you react to people who said in the past few days that you've got an eye on re-election now, you want the support of your the business community, and that's why you're reluctant to now, in this later part of your term, to take on measures that would anger the business
2: not, community? Not, not, not so. Anyone who wants to be elected by 1,200 members, of the, or the majority of them, of the um, uh, election committee, We need to appeal to all sectors in Hong Kong because the labour sector on the um, company is equally uh, strong as a professional sector, as the um, uh, business sector.
3: Let's talk about that for a second, because, of course, in the coming year, people will be looking forward more to to, to next year, um, to the chief executive election. Regardless (coughs) of whether you're a candidate, what what, (coughs) what kind of CE election would you like to see? Would you like to see (coughs) multiple competitive candidates? Would you like to see a candidate from the democratic camp? Of course, because of the rejection (coughs) of universal suffrage, Mm. it's still going to be under the same system. How important will public opinion be?
2: uh, Public opinion is is important. i like to see... Um, participation from all sectors in Hong Kong, including the democratic camp, including the democratic camp. And would you um, and, and, th- and therefore, in my election uh, four years ago, I very much welcomed the participation of um, Albert.
3: And would um, you would you encourage uh, members of your administration if they felt able to? Would you would you have any hard feelings if members of your administration decided to be no, candidates? not at all,
2: not, not at all. It's an open it's an open and fair election.
3: Would you expect them to resign from the administration as you resigned from the Executive Council before standing?
2: Well, these are details. Um, It would be up to
3: the person himself. But you certainly wouldn't have any hard feelings against? Oh, no.
1: Okay, uh, some more uh, emails. Once again, our telephone number. Uh, you can call now two three three eight eight two six six if you want to talk to the chief executive. Two three three eight eight two six six. A lot of emails as well. So a, a couple of contrasting ones, maybe. Uh, Henry says, uh, dear CY. Firstly, I thank you for your good policy address, in particular the commencement of initiatives related to One Belt One Road and National Plan. As it appears, many people do not understand the above two drives and their implications on Hong Kong in general. May I suggest that you arrange with relevant bureau to commence public education of One Belt, One Road, and the National Plan. Such could be done via media like RTHK, radio and TV, information on local press and so on. Such education could also help in improving mutual understanding between Hong Kong people and people from One Belt, One Road countries, many of which I presume a lot of Hong Kong people don't even know. Once again, thanks for the excellent efforts of your (coughs) team. That comes from Henry.
2: Uh, Thank you, Henry. Um, More communication and explanation are necessary. And uh, thank you for the suggestion. Um, there is still a lack of understanding of, firstly, the, um, the contents. Uh, secondly, the objectives of um, Belt and Road uh, is a big initiative on the part of the country. There are plenty of opportunities uh, for Hong Kong, uh, all sectors. It's not just a question of supporting the national in- initiative, because it's a national initiative. Um, uh, uh, the initiative offers um, uh, good opportunities for Hong Kong, particularly uh, the new um, generation. I had a call yesterday. Um, at a joint uh, radio filming program. And, and, and a lady, a lady thought uh, Belgian Road was all about uh, the mainland of China. In fact, as we all know, it's, uh, it's about um, uh, 60-something foreign countries, and therefore opportunities in these countries. And as I said, i repeat this, it's important. Uh, Hong Kong is a very externally oriented uh, economy. We need to find new markets. We, we need to find uh, new sources of supply uh, and, and so on, on an ongoing basis.
1: OK. Uh, a contrasting email, perhaps. This is from uh, SW, who says, uh, What made you think you possessed the abilities required to lead Hong Kong? The dismal performance of your administration and the obvious increasing adherence to the central government, irrespective of the impact on Hong Kong, is disturbing. Do you feel comfortable knowing you are not placing precedence on Hong Kong's interests and b- betraying the trust placed on the chief executive of Hong Kong?
2: Um, we, our, our relationship with central authorities follow exactly the basic law um, and the principle of one country uh, and two systems. On the question of um, uh, domestic matters in, in Hong Kong, uh, if you look at housing, for example, um, as uh, certain as night follows day, uh, after three years of uh, work and hard work on the part of my uh, colleagues' uh, supply, lands, both land supply and uh, housing supply, has increased to the point that uh, rents and uh, prices uh, are easing off. Uh, It's still uh, well beyond the affordability of um, um, many, many families in Hong Kong. Uh, It's it's important to realise that rents are falling uh, at the same time uh, because there is no speculation on leases. Uh, Changes in rental levels are very good indicators or indication of um, uh, the changing uh, uh, supply and occupational demand uh, relationship. Um, th- the poverty population and poverty uh, poverty rate uh, has uh, uh, fallen. Uh, we are now providing free uh, kindergarten uh, education to something like 70-80% of the pupils uh, in uh, non-profit making um, uh, uh, Kindergartens uh, and so I on. Mean, you, these you, are important. You know,
1: you're highlighting their achievements of the yeah, administration. It, I, yes. understand, I understand that. The question, really, is it's is kind of personal, isn't it? It's about leadership. It's about about your your uh, ability to lead. Um, a, and you know, you're looking at uh, you being a very unpopular person uh, in Hong Kong. You being one of the least <coughs> well, d- by far, actually, the least popular leader that Hong Kong has had. Um, <coughs> How how can you do that? How can you win support and trust from people when they don't like you?
2: I have to um, make unpopular uh, decisions. Uh, housing, for example, uh, the creation of land, the supply of land, <coughs> taking away open space in neighbourhoods, uh, turning brownfield sites and turning brownfield site users uh, away from from um, the from the. Um, from the Factories and lorry parks and and and, and, and
1: so on. But you were on. unpopular when you and became chief executive, and you've become less popular. Uh, was I unpopular? Very. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> here's a, I mean, like, you know, here's a here's a here's a graph <laughs> of the popularity of leaders uh, of Hong Kong, um, Tung Chee Wa and uh, Donald Tsang, and, and Chris Patton, And you see that you start off significantly less popular, and you become more unpopular.
2: I was I was uh, elected. By the election, not by the people of Hong By the election committee. You've never faced election. No, it was, d- no, by, it was uh, by anyone really. It was, it was uh, a difficult time. Uh, housing prices and rents were an all time high, and uh, it took time. It took about three years uh, to come up with uh, uh, new housing projects, in, in, and it and it takes about a year before that to come up with uh, new land supply, and 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 so on. We have labor issues. Um, and we have poverty issues, and we're now gradually producing results. Um, people were and your popular, not, popularity is going n- down. And people were not uh, uh, certain about whether or not we would actually deliver in the face of uh, opposition in some quarters, uh, providing new land and new housing. And now people finally see um, uh, the increase of housing supplies' impact on prices and rents. And then, and then there's there now opposition uh, to um, Uh, the demand uh, control uh, measures. Now again, the demand control measure was very controversial in the Legislative Council. Uh, We nearly lost a vote and so on. And so these are not popular uh, issues. Um, I do not seek uh, popularity When it's a choice of um, uh, between uh, between popularity and producing actual uh, results, and particularly there's a price to pay
1: though. If you don't have that popularity, and you don't have that popularity, if you don't have that support, you'll never get consensus. You will only lead to division in society. Well, but we have achieved,
2: as I said, in the face of opposition, we have achieved um, uh, increase in land supply. We have tackled the poverty situation. Uh, we're provided a great deal to look after the elderly, and um, and, and yet you're and less leading, popular than ever. Well, leading, leading, leading long term. Again, um, whether you, you have to ask a question, uh, whether a leader uh, in this particular context in Hong Kong uh, uh, should think about his or her popularity all the time in running government. Um, and uh, and how, yeah. after, how
3: often do you think about your popularity? You you do look at these polls, right? Uh,
2: You're not
3: saying you ignore them?
2: No, they're, they're, they're provided to me by, yeah. my, by my colleagues, but I don't really study them seriously. And if you study them seriously, and I've read a number of uh, uh, reports on uh, on polls, um, and there's, there, there, there are quite a few so popularity posters uh, in Hong Kong, um, and uh, they ask different questions, they get, get different results and different trends and, and so on. And uh, there, there are many theories. I'm not making excuses. And uh, there are theories about how reliable some of these polls are, particularly after these uh, series of phone scams and uh, and, and, and so on. Um, we need to do the right thing for Hong Kong, not just short term but also long term. Uh, people don't understand, um, and, and people may have issues with uh, Belgium road, but I think it is important for Hong Kong. Um, and there's a very long-range um, uh, uh, plan that we have, for example, to build and redevelop more um, uh, hospitals in Hong Kong, spending a total of $200 billion. And that hasn't caught the attention of Hong Kong people and people had a mis- misunderstanding of what the $1 billion uh, scholarship fund was. And we need to do more communication and that's important.
3: And going back to my question earlier, how important should popularity with the Hong Kong public be in considering candidates for 2017 chief executive election? It is one but factor, the,
2: people, well, the, the people who have their views... Um, The people have the views, and we need to um, uh, strike a balance between popularity-seeking and doing the right thing for Hong Kong as a leader of Hong Kong.
3: So popularity-seeking is not necessarily – or public popularity is not necessarily the principal factor?
2: Well, I, I, I have my own views, and it's up to other candidates as to how to conduct themselves.
1: Is it a factor?
2: Um, you can't say it is not a factor, but it also depends on how you ask the questions to achieve certain poll results. Um, and if you compare the different uh, poll results, you'll probably get different answers. Just,
3: just now you said you have your views on this. It's up to the other candidates. You were talk- I know you haven't made an announcement, but just then you were talking as if you're a candidate yourself. You said the other candidates. No.
2: Um, it was a general question. I definitely wasn't answering your question. I know. I didn't answer whether. that, but you, you,
3: you <laughs> spoke in the way that you had assumed you are a candidate. You referred to other candidates.
2: I was a candidate. Um, the candidates I ran against uh, probably had different views about uh, their own popularity and how important uh, popularity was uh, to their candidacy.
3: And lastly, on this, when will it be appropriate for you as, to decide whether you'll seek think? No, I said when, I'm not saying...
2: Not today. <laughs>
1: All right. Our number once again: two three three eight eight two six six. Uh, do get a call. We've just got uh, about uh, ten minutes or so uh, left. So uh, our number once again: two three three eight eight two six six. Your last chance to talk to the chief executive uh, this year. We've got a call on the line, Peter. Now, Peter. Good morning. Good morning. Go ahead.
2: Good
4: morning, Mr. Lung Good morning, Peter. Um, I have um, two questions. Um, the first is how much easier do you think it would have been had you been elected by universal suffrage? And the second one is, when will you do something about the small house policy which was instituted temporarily in
2: 1972? I thought you said you had three questions.
3: Shall we take those two first, yes?
2: Um, I was the most popular... Uh, a candidate amongst the three candidates. Um, if it was a universal suffrage, I would have been elected the same way. Um, small house policy, uh, there's a history uh, to this. It goes back not just to 1972, it goes all the way back to 1898 um, when uh, the new, ter- new territories came under British um, uh, possession. Before that, there was no uh, term of lease. There were freehold land. And before that, there was no um, uh, uh, user clause in leases, because there were not leases. Um, And and it's a complex issue. Um, And I said, we need to take into these um, legacy or historical uh, factors. We also need to take into um, the reality of Hong Kong, namely it is, uh, it is something uh, that's recognized by the indi- indigenous population of New Territories. We cannot c- carry on forever um, granting 700-square-foot uh, land for three, uh, three-story developments. As I said, it's a very complex issue, and we need to, um, 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 sooner or later, grab the bull by the horn and take a long, hard look at this policy.
3: There's a lot of debate about whether it's actually protected by the basic law. The basic law doesn't specifically mention the small house policy. What's your view? Do we need to wait until 2047 to abolish it, or we, we can there move people... De- there were
2: the- deputations made to the Basic Law Drafting Committee and also to the central um, government during the drafting of the, um, of the policy. Um, and um, the small house um, <coughs> the small house policy... And also the rights of the Indigenous um, New Territories people to uh, their land uh, was a major issue uh, when they made that deputation. Um, and um, one uh, uh, request uh, on the part of um, the New Territories Indigenous, indigenous people um, when the um, Sino-British um, John Declaration was being negotiated on and the, when the Basic Law was being drafted, was to revert back to them the freehold rights uh, free of any encumbrance. Um, So as I said, it's a very complex issue. It isn't just a question of um, cancelling the policy. Peter?
4: Uh, Well, the question was simply when are you going to do something about this because it's been on the table for many, many years and nothing, to be honest, from my perspective, seems to have been done. And at the moment, you're talking about massive reclamation and not really doing very much about the land which has been destroyed to a large extent which was farmland and which is constantly being eaten into by um, potential developers and gradually there's this encroaching uh, development which is happening there is a lot of land which is damaged which was farmland and no one seems to be taking the bull by the horns or grasping the nettle and actually making a policy which is effective and your government is, is no different to anyone
2: else's? Without the small house policy, Peter, we need to create new land um, and we need to accommodate um, the growing uh, population in Hong Kong. We also need to sort of address this uh, huge backlog uh, of um, housing needs
4: Create new land. I don't understand this this notion that we are going to carry on um, expanding with our population to eight million, nine million, ten million, whatever. There doesn't appear to be a population policy which has any effective basis. And you're talking about filling in huge tracts of sea in order to build new properties. It just doesn't make any sense to me when there is a lot of damaged land which can be used and that is actually in the new territories <coughs> and to some extent on the islands and it could be used more effectively rather than having small houses which are cheap by jowl with each other accommodating often nobody
2: The, um, the planning department and other departments of Hong Kong have been uh, looking uh, at the actual numbers of supply and demand uh, on the question of demand, it isn't a question of um, uh, the um, uh, growing population uh, that we need to um, cater for, but also um, the growing households, number of households, because household size is getting smaller and smaller. And so a number of flats we need to produce um, have to, uh, has to match that as well. Um, we have taken a long, hard look at, for example, um, housing demand, and therefore... We have um, this long-term housing strategy, um, and we come up with um, this uh, estimated uh, need of 470,000 units to be built. Now, 470,000 units is a very large number, and we do need to create new land um, by using part of our uh, rural areas and also uh, reclamation. Okay, and Peter. it is a matter of actually sort of working out the numbers.
1: Peter, thanks very much, much indeed f- for your call. We have got a little backlog of of calls uh, now in the, in the last few minutes, so let, let's move on. Uh, Mrs. Lung, I think is on the line. Mrs. Lung, good morning.
6: Good morning.
1: Yep, please go ahead, Mrs. Good Leung. morning. Well,
6: uh, actually, I would like to uh, talk about uh, how I feel about uh, Mr. Mr. Lung's um, governance in the past few years. I don't think uh, he's really um, showing his love to the Hong Kong citizens. Like uh, in the last match uh, between the Hong Kong team and the Chinese team, he even cannot couldn't make a comment about uh, his support to the Hong Kong team.
3: How about that, Mr. Lung? Well, we
2: support <coughs> Hong Kong sports and we support Hong Kong team. Um, and as um, uh, Hong Kong Why Chinese... You say that, uh, then?
3: The, the, financial, exactly. the financial secretary said that. He, he was overseas, didn't stop him. He, he posted pictures. <laughs> why, why didn't you do the same? I did, I did
2: not want to respond to questions when people want to pitch Hong Kong against a country. You don't now, think when, it
3: even to support the Hong Kong now, team when it's...
2: When, if it's a, a, we have, we have a, a very interesting situation in Hong Kong because of one country, uh, two systems. Uh, Hong Kong plays the country. Hong Kong doesn't play um, another city or province within the same country. And some of the questions that we um, uh, wanted to avoid uh, were politically loaded. And they were pitching Hong Kong against the country. And, and that shouldn't happen, uh, particularly when you have young people on uni- university campuses booing the national anthem when the anthem was played. So, okay. so
1: what do you think of John Jun doing that?
2: Now, you look at, um, Mr. Zhang, if you look at what I um, did in the past three years. Well, when what about to, John Jun doing let, that? Let me Let me um, complete my, my, my response. Uh, if you look at what I what I did for Hong Kong, uh, when it's a question of looking after Hong Kong, looking after Hong Kong's interests, I mean these are real cases. Uh, it's not just talk or answering uh, questions. On the question of milk powder, on the question of mainland pregnant women coming to give birth to children in Hong Kong, on the question of uh, pricing out or taxing out uh, mainland buyers of uh, real estate in Hong Kong, on the question of. Uh, reducing the number of uh, mainland visitors coming to Hong Kong, and so on and so forth. Uh, and then these are real uh, cases. These are not easy. You
1: say it's ill-advised to respond to questions which pitch Hong Kong against the mainland, but your financial secretary did just that?
2: No, not pitching Hong Kong against the mainland here. It's pitching Hong Kong against the country. It okay. wasn't the mainland team, okay. it was the China okay. team. Sh- surely, uh, but, uh, but, playing, but that's exactly...
1: But, okay, whatever the sin, it's one that your <laughs> your financial secretary committed, isn't it?
2: No, we are, we are part of a country and we can support Hong Kong and support China. But if, if it's Hong Kong playing another country, Hong Kong playing um, uh, another part of the country, then it's a different matter. You're not replying, you can't say no, it's
3: not replying to our questions on uh, what you think of the financial secretary's um, we actions not, there. We, we, um, we,
2: did not, we, we did not respond. It's not just myself. Uh, my other colleagues did not respond to, question, to, to this question because it was a political question. Um, and it 's not a sports question it 's not a whether, whether one supports Hong Kong or loves Hong Kong. If you look at our sports policy and I just appointed a, um, uh, a, a sports commissioner in my new policy address uh, so it 's that kind of of, of, uh, of issue uh, in the face of um, uh, these uh, political questions um, and it 's not just a question whether whether we support the Hong Kong sports team i 've been supporting Hong Kong sports team uh, all along, and this, um, sorry.
1: Okay, thank you very much, Lee. Uh, 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 thank you for, for that question. I think we've got time probably for one more. Uh, Mrs Leung, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, no, that was Mrs Leung, wasn't it? Yeah, Mrs Leung, do you want to follow up actually on that?
6: Uh, well, actually, um, thanks for Mr Leung saying, saying that uh, he's supporting the country or whatever. I don't think it's a, a political question. Uh, but then I think one of the key roles for the uh, CEO of Hong Kong is to make, sh- make sure improve the um um the stability and uh not to fight to each other but based on the several years um situation i think this has uh getting worse
1: okay mrs Lang, thanks for so, your call i think we've just got time for one more we could squeeze in just got two minutes uh, louise is on the line louise hello
5: Good morning. Um, Chief Executive, will you confirm that the public consultation for the development plans for Lantau will be comprehensive and transparent, involving all members of the community, rather than merely token exercises of just consulting with vested interests and pro-government representatives?
2: Um, To develop Lantau as we develop um, uh, other parts of Hong Kong, we need to follow a statutory plan-making process and that involves a very extensive constitution process, and it will That's involve the... In the and or that or would previous
5: initiatives involving Lantau development.
2: Then that would involve the town planning board as well. Um, so it, it's a, it will be a very extensive uh, public constitution process, and we will definitely welcome views uh, from different parts of the community, including uh, definitely residents of Lantau.
5: Uh, can you also tell me how you went about selecting the members of the Lantau Development Advisory Committee?
2: Um, it was a, it, it's a very rep- representative um, uh, membership, uh, including, for example, district council members who were uh, elected. Uh, by residents in Lantau.
1: Okay, Louise, thank you very much indeed for your call. Thanks to everybody who called uh, this morning, uh, and I hope you were successful in, in getting through. And thanks for all the emails. Sorry we weren't able to get to uh, many of the emails. And most of all, thank you very much indeed, Mr Lung, uh, the C-Wing, the uh, Chief thank Executive, you. for uh, joining us this morning. Uh, Backchat will continue after the news at 9 We're going to be talking about the uh, policy uh, address with, among others, uh, WK Lamp. Hope you can stick around and join us then. In, uh, in the meantime, Mr Lung, once again, thank you very much. Thank you. Me.